welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... One Kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast where we go back to our hometown and fight to win it! Ah! At Christmas! At Christmas! We're talking about the competitive nature of Christmas and romance. <laughs> We're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, etc. And we're coming at you today with a what, Hannah? We're going to be doing our new Lifetime movie of 2022 uh, as our final Christmas episode of the year, the season, all that fun jazz. So we are going to be talking about uh, a movie that aired November 12th, 2022, called Reindeer Games Homecoming. So, here is the novel that Lifetime gives us about this movie. <laughs> Mackenzie Graves is a brilliant, competitive, crossword puzzle-loving biology teacher in Vermont. Did you know it was Vermont? I did not. Who recently lost her father, beloved fire tree chief, and the heart of the town's holiday fundraising tradition, the Reindeer Games. Every year since his death, so maybe not so recently, uh, she competes with her dad's former team, a group of colorful retired firefighters, to win the games and keep his tradition alive. This holiday, however, her world is rocked when fading Hollywood star and Max high school crush, Chase Weston, comes home for Christmas to visit his pregnant sister and nephew and is begrudgingly roped into participating in the games. When the opportunity to compete against her former mega crush arises, Mac is determined to show him up and win the Kris Kringle Cup at all costs. As the competition heats up, so does the spark between Mac and Chase, and Chase soon finds himself eager to not only win the games, but also win her heart. And it stars Sarah Drew and Justin Bruning, and it's directed by Brian Herzlinger, and it's written by Sarah Drew. Yes! It's like an all-star team here. All-star team. I... I actually do remember them mentioning one time that it was Vermont, but it, the only time I hear it mentioned is from Chase's agent, and I thought she was being facetious. Ah, yeah. yeah. She said something about like, you know, oh, you're traipsing around like some small town in Vermont, and I thought she was like yeah. identifying a trope. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, so here's our synopsis on this lifetime soon-to-be classic. Uh, Mackenzie Graves, played by the incomparable Sarah Drew, is having a drawn-out early-to-midlife crisis. When her dad died five years ago, she broke down and was unable to complete her medical residency. So she moves back to her hometown, starts teaching science at the high school, and has generally been okay but kind of stuck since. Max high school lab partner, Chase Weston, is now a big-time Hollywood action star played by Justin Bruning. His career is on a bit of a plateau, I guess, and he's being beat out for all the parts he wants by his rival, Brad. But his sister is pregnant with a deployed husband, so he heads back to their hometown to help out until the baby arrives. 
So upon arriving into town, Chase is surprised but thrilled to see Mac. Uh, She, on the other hand, is a bit more wary. Yes, he kissed her in high school, but then he totally ghosted. But she can be friendly now. I mean, it was a long time ago. They are adults, and he wouldn't be interested in her at all now anyway, right? Right? Right, of course. (laughs) Plus, everyone is going to be out at the town's annual reindeer games, a multi-part teamed event that benefits a charity. So, you know, they'll definitely see each other. Max team, the Blitzen boys, has won the games for the last five years in honor of her father, and she's determined to win again. But last minute, Chase's nephew Jeremy's team, the Kringle kids, is down a player, and Chase is roped into competing as well. And the first thing they do is the polar bear plunge. So with moral support from Mac, Chase and Mac hold hands and dive into the freezing pond or lake. I am unsure. (laughs) Brr. Each year, the reindeer games have a theme picked out by the MC, and the MC happens to be Mac's best friend, Simon, um, who is amazing. Uh, This year, the theme is a Christmas carol. (laughs) What? Winter Wonderland was stolen? Just kidding. (laughs) I was going to say that too. (laughs) Yay! Uh, Why are we the same person? Okay. Um, The theme is a Christmas carol, which means incorporating some Christmas carol elements into the rest of the activities. Um, So Mac heads to the high school theater department for costumes, but Chase has the same idea because, you know, high school theater costume departments are just for stealing. (laughs) That that is also a note that I have is, can you take things from the high school theater department? Also, that it's on the stage. What? What? Okay, well, we we can't get into it now. We have to finish this. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so they're both stealing costumes and turning on the charm, Chase convinces Mac to give him some tips on the games. So the next event is uh, like a cart race thing, um, which the Blitzen boys win. Um, And afterwards, Mac and Chase are hanging out on the bleachers when people start wanting pictures with, you know, the actor, the Hollywood star. Uh, In an effort to help him out, Mac rescues him by taking him to the commentator's box. Yes, I did have to look that up. I don't know sports ball. (laughs) Uh, At the high school football pitch. I think it's a pitch, right? Um, Or as he informs her, the high school makeout spot. So, oops. Uh, but they have a heart-to-heart and start to open up with each other, and it's actually quite sweet. I think it's only a pitch when it's football soccer. Well, it's a field it's a when field. it's American. Yeah, this yeah, is so the field. You're having the inverted conversation that was on Ted Lasso, and it's oh. really making me happy. Okay, yeah, okay. Field. <laughs> Sorry. Yay. Anywho, um... Mac brings Chase with her to the hospital where she and other volunteers are going to sing carols. While walking through the halls, Mac passes a picture of her dad and it tugs at her heartstrings and she needs a minute. Um, So she steps into the chapel to light a candle for him. Chase finds her there and she admits that she has been stuck since his death. She even has a letter that he wrote to her a few days before he died around Christmas. It's a Christmas card. And she has not opened it yet because 
she doesn't want to let it go. If as soon as she opens it, that's it. No more, no more words from dad. Yeah. So the next activity is ice sculpting. Uh, clearly, it is neither Mac nor Chase's talent section because they are both put on refreshment duty, but also don't seem to actually do that job either. Um, so they just end up in the science lab because Chase wanted to go there for a picture. Um, and they talk some more about hopes and dreams and what's holding them back and all, all the things that you need to talk about to get to the root of everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it, th- this includes Mac admitting that she has been planning to return to her residency, but she just like no, no time has ever felt right. And while they're talking, Chase gets a call that his sister has gone into labor. Oh, no. Of course, Chase brings Mac with him to help out because she is a doctor after all. They get the sister to the hospital where she has a healthy little baby girl. And they name her Holly. How jolly is that? Um, Chase is impressed at Mac's calm under pressure and doctoring abilities. Because, you know, she is trained to do so. Um, after they leave mom and baby for the night and Chase drops Mac off at home, they kiss and melt the surrounding snow. <laughs> it was hot. It was hot. Uh, Mac is hesitant to trust that Chase's feelings are real and lasting. She's happy to be in their holiday bubble, but, you know, he is an actor. And why would he want small town her? At the final event, um, a hockey game between the Blitz and Boys and the Kringle Kids, because they're the last teams standing, uh, they have to go into overtime because it's a tie game. And, of course, that is when Chase's agent arrives with the news that he booked a movie he initially really wanted in Prague, but then has been, like, wavering on because he, you know, wants to be with Mac, too. Um, And that his antics all over town for the reindeer games, which have been made public due to the grim, um, (laughs) are doing wonders for his career. And, you know, Mac gets a little bit like, uh, what now? About the yeah. whole thing. So, of course, Chase did not do anything for his career. This is all, like, <laughs> just a weird misunderstanding. But having his agent say that, as well as tell him that he can't fall for the quote-unquote local librarian, um, this infuriates Mac. Um, so with Chase as the goalie, Mac slams the puck at the goal, hitting him hard in the head. Yes, she wins the game for the Blitzen boys, but both Chase and one of Mac's own teammates need to head to the ER to be checked out. After he's had six stitches, Chase finds Mac in the chapel. She admits that she was angry about his agent and about the hope she was feeling. Chase helps her to open her letter from her father, and after reading it, Mac realizes that, you know, it's time to move on and she's ready. She says goodbye to Chase, leaves the hospital, and sends an email to see about resuming her residency. Chase is heartbroken, but his sister, and Simon and Jeremy and other people, tell him that Mac is just scared and he needs to do something big to win her back. You know, grand gesture-like. That night, there will be an awarding of the Reindeer Games Cup. Simon shows up at Mac's to insist that she be ready early and look hella cute. Uh, 
Um, when she opens her door, looking hella cute, she finds a crossword scavenger hunt waiting for her, um, which I am jealous of because this is my secret dream. <laughs> crossword puzzles and scavenger hunt, sign me up. Add an escape room in there and I'm your girl. <laughs> Um, so first, Chase sends her to her classroom at the high school, then to the hospital, and lastly to the fire station where he is waiting. Having realized just from the work he put into the scavenger hunt itself, which is amazeballs that he did it so quickly. I know. It looks beautiful. I know. It's gorgeous <laughs> and very well printed Yes, <laughs> for, for having done it in a matter of hours. Um, uh, she realizes that Chase is for real. And Mac kisses him. And then they admit that they love each other. And since one kiss means forever, maybe they'll be on the same reindeer games team in the future. That is, if they're not too busy doctoring and acting and being in love to play. The end. The end. <sighs> so. All right. <laughs> So I have a place I want to start. I love it. If you don't mind. And that is with the title of this movie because it's terrible. Right. It is a really bad title. And I would like to know what you would have actually called this movie because <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, wow. It's way too long, but I kind of want it to be like quit playing reindeer games with my heart. <laughs> I kind of love that. actually. <laughs> It's way too long, but I think it sums up this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't like anything that I came up with because I, you know, a crossword Christmas, there isn't enough crossword in here. No. Really. Surely should have the reindeer games in there. Right. But you don't want to just call it reindeer games because there are other movies called reindeer games and you don't want to get it confused. No, exactly. Um, So, yeah. No, I, I, I really like that, actually. That's very good. We'll submit it to Mr. Herslinger and Miss, Miss Drew. So Yeah, yeah, very good. <laughs> I, I, I do feel like this title was not the one that she submitted it with. I bet you you're right. It's, it's just clunky in a way that's not fun. Yeah, and the two things don't go jive together. Yeah. To yeah, it's very clunky. Yeah. Okay, so the two big like umbrella things that I want to talk about are um, the the reindeer games things that they play themselves. I'd like to talk about each game. Okay. Well, my biggest what the fuck of the whole movie before we talk about the games is Sarah Drew at the end when she reads this letter has a beautiful scene. It truly is very touching. She acts the hell out of it. It's lovely. She and she has like this like true turnaround come to Jesus moment where all of a sudden everything in her life is super clear and she's like I got to go by. And Chase is like, "But what about me?" And she's like, "What about you?" <laughs> I think I understand what I need to do in my life. I don't think that includes you the way it is right now in terms of how I know it. Peace out. Bye. Cool. I was like, get it, girl. This is amazing. Maybe we have a one year later and they get back together. Who knows? But then all of her friends are like, no, she's she couldn't possibly have meant that. Try again. And I was like, you weren't there. You right. did not see her like angels in heaven showing her the light of what she <laughs> should be doing with her life. And that that's the one thing that made me super mad. I mean, it ended up 
all's well that ends well, I guess, that it ended up being awesome and that scavenger hunt was chef's kiss. But it did make me mad that it was like, listen to her when she tells you what she wants. Yeah. I, I guess I land a little bit in the middle in that, yes, listen to her what she when she tells you what she wants. I think there is a middle ground where he could have been like, look, I'm actually really serious. Would you like, can I prove it to you? If that, if those had been lines, I think I would have landed in the middle, but Sarah Drew did too good of a job acting that moment, I think out. Well, yeah, no, I, I think she was ready to say goodbye completely. I, I don't question that. I think had he instead said let me prove it to you i think i could have seen her be like yeah you gotta prove it like fair absolutely like you know if like sure if you're if you're gonna do all the work to prove that this is gonna be a real thing but i'm just not gonna trust it until you do that i would have bought that i can go on that ride for sure yeah okay let's talk about these games game game number one is like I guess I put I'm gonna put game in quotes. How is the polar bear plunge a competitive sport, Hannah? I don't believe it is. I believe that you enter. Okay, this is how I understood the reindeer games. You enter your team. I assume you get donations because they, they they it's a fundraiser. So there's there's money going to the charity. So. Like sort of like a, you know, a, a walkathon or whatever. Like you get yeah. donations um, to like sponsor your team, and the first thing that you have to do is the plunge. And if you if you don't do it, you're out. Okay, that's kind of what I got. I like I like that interpretation. It's almost like you literally have to take the plunge in order to play. Right. Cool. Okay. I I will take that. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, Next game was the uh, cart race thing. Mm -hmm. Um, My question to you, Hannah, is (laughs) why didn't they put the lightest people in the cart? (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Now, they they did – Chase's team did. The Kringle kids did. They did, but not the Blitzen boys. Okay. Uh, this is where I came up with that one. Okay. The two people running. So so it's a it's a team of Mac and retired firefighters, I think. I think they're yes. retired. Um, so I decided, based on absolutely no information, that Mac and the other man who was running with her were better runners. Okay. And like had the stamina and ability where the other guy might not have had that. All right. I'll buy that too. Hannah's just knocking him out of the park. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. Um, I had no issue with the ice sculpture oh, uh, part see, of it. Interesting. Because that's where I I did lose because my understanding of ice sculpting is you do it with a chainsaw. You can't just give everybody who wants it a chainsaw. That's a terrible idea. There was a team that initially was high school students. 
they they in the universe of the script they um gave them ice pick tools which i think you can still do ice sculpture without a chainsaw because okay. you have those tools okay you still i i don't believe that people have this skill your retired firefighter or your actor or your high school student can do a polar bear ch- plunge in a a race you know anybody can do that the the making art via ice that's that's prohibitive <laughs> i would like to think that we all have a sculptor or artist inside of us oh, like you, the butterfly that you, she sculpts. you think you can you could you could have sculpted a butter a blood, butterfly transformation via ice if i existed in a lifetime hallmark universe absolutely <laughs> Because in that universe, I am multi-talented. And I would have whipped you up some cookies and looked cute doing it. Yeah. I don't know when they did this. I don't know what the Blitz and Boys did because we never see theirs. It's almost like they only had the budget for one ice sculpture. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, I also, like, my understanding is it's they started with six teams. Two teams were eliminated based on the the race. And then mm -hmm. another two teams are eliminated based on the ice sculpture. So in theory, you would think you would at, we'd at least see the Blitz and Boys to have some idea of what they did, but we have no idea what they did. No. No, we don't. It shall remain a mystery. Uh, we'll ask Sarah Drew mm-hmm. when we ever see her. Um, finally, we have the uh, ball game, the hockey game, which blew my mind that it wasn't actually on the ice. I and thought it- so too. I was shocked that it was indoor hockey with a ball yes which if we're talking about prohibitive like maybe it is a little bit more friendly to all ages and abilities to not have it on ice however i think if there are the this is vermont and these are reindeer games that happen every year everyone probably just knows how to ice skate because again we exist in a lifetime hallmark universe if they know how to ice sculpt they know how to ice skate okay yes so Cool. Um, we landed together on the last <laughs> one. <laughs> I did think it was very strange that it wasn't a hockey, but I also can completely tell that this was certainly filmed in summer or some sort of warm t- time. Not to say that they couldn't find an ice rink in summer because they absolutely can, but maybe their venue changed their plans. <laughs> Who knows? We know all about that. Sure. All right. Um. I want to talk a little bit about the letter. Not so much the contents of the letter. That was sweet and I have no no problems. I don't know about you, Katie. But so she tells Chase that she carries this letter with her in her pocket everywhere. If I did that with something for five years, it would not be with me anymore. I have a note. <laughs> I am so scared she's going to lose that letter. I th- I seriously thought that was going to be the plot point. She loses the letter, has a freak out, and Chase finds it. And I'm really glad that it wasn't because that would have given me so much anxiety. Yeah. But I'm there with you. Yeah. Like, I, I was just like, how are you not losing this letter, like, constantly? Like, it would be, like, on my, like, dresser or something or, like, in stuck in the mirror, you know, in a way where you see it all the time. But, like, Yeah. 
Yep, I, I can't tell you how many times I have lost the hat that Billy let me borrow a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I always seem to find it again because I lose it in the house. <laughs> but, <Right. laughs> but but things get lost all the time. Mm-hmm. Especially in coat pockets. Right. You know, I just thought that was like a little, I, I, I just felt like you are tempting all the fate here. <laughs> yes. Um, we talked a little bit about the, the school costumes. So I had a lot of thoughts about the school costumes. Awesome. First, yes, I don't think you're allowed to just go in and raid the school costumes. I, I know as, as the uh, costumer in my high school, I would have been very angry that you didn't come talk to me and like sign them out. <laughs> Although Simon is the head of drama, so I'm sure he would have let them do it anyway. Even if even if it's allowed, the fact that they they just can go and take it is what mm. really bothered me. I so would, that, I'm with you there. So that's number one. Number two, they're just on racks on the stage, which I thought was very strange. And I get that they're also their auditorium was like a true beautiful auditorium that no high school should ever have in their uh, high school. I mean, it looked like a like actual like small town like theatrical space. Yeah. Um. So I, I'll give them some a little bit of leeway, knowing that like they just didn't have a space to do that. But whatever. The other thing that really got to me, besides the fact that these the costumes that they have are bonkers bananas that this high school <laughs> has uh, on on hand, but they also fit all the adults. That was my major <laughs> note. How lucky that those costumes fit. Right? Like what? Like, I swear high schoolers have gotten smaller since I was in high school. <laughs> and, I mean, and, like, A, Chase is a gargantuan human because he's a freaking ripped Hollywood star. Right. And Sarah Drew is a toothpick. Like, I, if you're not going to tell me that you have a spaceman costume that isn't gi- a gigantic size. Like, I feel like all astronaut costumes are just huge, but it fits her real cute. Yeah. Right. Right. It's. There was something I remember, I don't know if it was like a Reddit or it was something where somebody had written into Grey's Anatomy or somebody on Grey's Anatomy or something. And they were like, where can I find scrapbooks like yours? They look so cute. And mine never look like that. And the answer was, oh, we have them tailored. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you're right. These are not scrubs no <laughs> these are not this is not what you would get at the actual hospital <laughs> just real fast speaking of Grey's Anatomy I had a stupid note saying did Sarah Drew know all of this hospital stuff because of Grey's Anatomy <laughs> you know what I read an interview yay okay cool the answer is I mean m- maybe she knew some of it or whatever but uh, that character is actually based on her mom, who was a biology teacher. Oh, wow. That's so yeah. sweet. And that's why she wears uh, a number of dorky, punny T-shirts. Like, don't go off on a tangent. I love it. <laughs> or what about very complex equation is confusing to yeah. you? <laughs> I liked those. I liked those yeah. a lot. Yeah. So she that, that was a nod to her mother. That's a question that I have to... About, I wonder why 
I mean, I don't really know how hospital hierarchy things work or if you had to have completed your residency in order to work at a hospital, but I do did wonder why she wasn't already working at that hospital in the town that we see multiple times. Well, what I don't – actually, what I don't understand is you do have to complete your residency because that's basically like being a doctor but with a – you know, somebody looking over your shoulder. Your training wheel doctor yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, right. Why her residency didn't get moved there? I mean, I guess not all hospitals have residencies, but you would think that, like, we can you do this for me once? If something could have – I don't know. That's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. You know, maybe she just uh, lost out on that Boston residency from uh, – what's her name from Christmas Under Wraps? You know, she did go somewhere. Yeah. And she, Boston was on the table. But she's going to go back. Yeah. She is going to go back because they have space for her now. I, it was a little, whatever. I'm, that part I'm not even going to touch. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like a, we'll see. I reached out to them. and But it's still exciting because yeah. she's going to do it. Right. Um, my really only uh, last few things are about the crossword. Yay! Password scavenger hunt. Let's do it. So first of all, oh, actually, I have one more thing about the the dad's letter. And oh. I just wanted to point out that he folds it like a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> the face you're making right now. Tell me, how do serial killers oh, fold it? I don't. Well, it's just he folds it in an insane way. It's like <sighs> one third and then quartered. It's very strange. I didn't even think about that. I did think it was weird that it was two pieces of paper, though. And yeah, but I don't it's, know. But it's <sighs> like, it's folded almost like an old-timey letter where you would write the, the address on the outside and like seal it. So it's like, you know, like there almost seemed like there was a way that you folded it to make it work. But really, it seemed like it was the like... My paper's a little bit too big for this envelope, so I'm just going to fold down a little bit of it. <laughs> I've definitely done that with letters before. I, it just bothered me. It <laughs> bothered me so much. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing. No, I did not like it. Um, but okay, back to the crossword puzzles stuff. So first of all, at the beginning of the movie, we find out that she loves crossword puzzles, and she's doing it on plain paper, which I found very confusing. I actually really appreciate that. I do the New York Times crossword puzzle every day, and I swear to God, sometimes doing it on paper and doing it on the app, I am dumb one way and not the other. It's weird. Um, so I kind of I wanted to start printing them out. Okay. Um, so I, and I did. And I did have a manager at work that used to print them out um, and do it that way because she hated looking at the screen. When okay. She was All right. Puzzling. It just like I was like, is that what's happening? Because it seemed like a like a local crossword. Yeah. So I was wondering where it's coming from. But whatever. That's, that's not fair. here or there. So first of all, the one of the clues leads her to Bunsen burner. And she writes Bunsen burner with a dash in it. Yep. Can you do that in a crossword puzzle? Not usually. Yeah. I was confused. I I <laughs> do you want to hear me note? Yeah. They are no hyphens in crossword puzzles, six exclamation points. <laughs> At, but I will say that not every 
crossword puzzle publisher follows the same rules. That's true. Um, so there might be some that do it, you know, and these are, this wasn't like a, it's not like a New York times puzzle. And I'm sure there's a word with it where it's like, these are like spread out. So like only certain words intersect. It's not like they yeah. go at it. Right. But, it um, reminded me a lot of like the crossword puzzles you would do in like second grade at school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, but going back to the beginning, just really fast. I just wanted to across the universe this because um, he Simon shames her for not sharing her crossword puzzles or like not showing it or whatever or not doing it together. I am very possessive of my crossword puzzles and I felt so seen. Like I don't like doing them with people unless I absolutely have to. Yeah. Like no, I understand that. I want to do it myself. And you want to make sure that you know what you're doing and you're you're the smart one. Well, I yeah, it is my one way of helping myself prove that I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have two more quick things. So Perfect. first of all, what I mean, we know that she's good at crossword puzzles, but she's not like a savant because she doesn't finish it like in minutes. Like you can, like it. She she's still working on it when she gets to school, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. What if she couldn't answer the crosswords on her scavenger hunt? That felt a little, uh, I don't know, like risky. Yeah, especially since some of the clues I don't think would would have been at the forefront of my brain, maybe. But because you don't have a lot of crosses, like you have more or less of a chance to get it right. Sometimes there was no, like she didn't have a crossing word. Yeah. So I I don't know. I was just a little bit like, huh, okay. Like that and you know, and they're they're just suggestive. So like the fact that she figured, you know, you do the crossword puzzle and then you figure out that that means you have to go to a location because it doesn't say like it's the crossword doesn't lead you to say like go to this place. It's like they give enough hints that you could infer, though, right. like what it was. I, I, I agree, but I just like I I wouldn't necessarily know initially, especially initially, because the first three clues she gets are genius, dummy, Bunsen burner. Oh, so that made sense to me because the 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 picture of them that's in the hallway says genius and dummy on it, and they're in that room. Um, like that, okay. that old, like, you know, science fair okay. that, or whatever. I missed that. It said that. But like, I I don't know that I would have known that it wanted me to go anywhere. I, I didn't get, um, I thought the hospital was a bit of a stretch and it took me a second for the, the fire engine. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean the firehouse only because I forgot we had been at the firehouse before. Yeah. I was like, where, I'm like blaze boys. Yeah. What? Oh, right, 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 right. The parties at the firehouse. Right. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. now. Cool. Um, but speaking of the Bunsen burner, when she arrives at the school, <laughs> the Bunsen burner is on. And blazes forever. Right underneath my there are no hyphens and crossword puzzles note is turn off the Bunsen burner six exclamation points. I mean, it was I was like, okay, like, I guess for effect that kids could have turned it on. But like. It made me real nervous. Like, the whole time, I'm like, you're just paper and arms. Like, please stop. <laughs> Hope you're not wearing hairspray. <laughs> right. I was just like, not, this is not good. This is not good. Turn it off. Turn it off. 
there there was one line like that science room just kind of got me because there was this one line um in when we they walk in and chase says something about like ah i just love like you know like i love the smell of the 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 biology room or like you know the smell of a biology room and sarah drew and i at the same time said formaldehyde (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's a kind of a mark of a good script or or something if you're if you're your viewers can quote it with you <laughs> or have the same thoughts at the same time. <laughs> Made me happy. Yeah. That That's really all I, I need to discuss personally. If you have anything else you want to do for a what the fuck. Yeah, no. Uh, let's get into Hallmark Hallmarks. Sounds good. I actually didn't have like a ton ton. Yeah. The thing about this movie is I feel like, I mean, we can talk a little bit more about it, but the beauty of it was like it was definitely a Christmas movie, but the tropes were very sparse. Like it well, found new things well, to you know, do the, and talk think, about. Part of the thing is that it's actually not really Christmassy. Like yeah. Christmas doesn't really play into it. Like this could be a winter movie. This could be, you know, like you kind of want it to be cold based on like some of the things they do, but like there's no real like you know there's no decorating for christmas there's like the only thing that's like really important is that they have off school i think yeah so and they sing carols i guess i'm down with it um the first thing i have is wistfully looking at a photo of the dead (laughs) well then i'm just going to jump around because mine are not in any order dad is dead and life is hard yes <laughs> uh big shot returns home for the holidays um we have a high school crush mm-hmm. and there seems to be beef between these old mm-hmm. high school buddies yeah yeah um i called a uh, max doctoring someone is suppressing a true talent <laughs> yeah oh that's good <laughs> that's really good um, the baby isn't due till after Christmas, but obviously will come before or on Christmas. <laughs> that's how that works. Uh, yep. We did have carolers in period garb. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have, I couldn't tell if this was an overheard or in misconstrued phone call or not. Um, uh, Chase is on the phone with his agent and you kind of see that Sarah Drew is listening, but I couldn't tell if she like thought he was talking to a loved one or not. I, mm. I don't know. Well, so I just said overhead phone call. Well, I, w- I would argue that overheard and misconstrued is more the agent conversation when the agent shows up. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I also have that uh, this season, it's been a green dress often. True. Uh, yeah, she's ha- so she's wearing a green dress in lieu of a red dress, and everybody applauds for a kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> you know how I feel about yeah. that. We do. Yeah, pretty parade. I said maybe I would take up running if I had a cute running outfit like her teal one at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> um, I had a few. Uh, so first my. First one is Holly the baby, because I love baby. Um, I did say that Justin Bruning's scruff was uh, doing it for me. Yeah, he's not too bad. Um, I was I was into it. 
Um, and we've mentioned it already. I th- the scavenger hunt was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It surely was. So. Good job. Across the universe. I think you should take it. So there is a moment in this movie. Chase walks into the living room where his sister is watching a Christmas movie. And he's watching a very great Christmas movie that was a previous Lifetime one called Twinkle All the Way. And we know it's Twinkle All the Way because the world's cutest child is in it. And also, guess what's funny about that? Brian Hertzinger directed it. That's his daughter. And Sarah Drew starred in it. And I think so did Simon. Yep. 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 So all these people in the same universe watching the movie they were all in. And we've done an episode on it. (laughs) Yes. So go back and listen to that episode. That that was the one we did with Hallmarkies Pod, right? Yeah. Yeah, with Rachel. Um, A little tip into Across the Universe. I said – I also said that – um. The dynamic of Justin Bruning was very much like Sweet Magnolia Uh, or whatever that show is called because he's like the big shot famous baseball player. Um, You missed the best part of the Twinkle All the Way, by the way. The line, right? Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Sorry. So once uh, Justin Bruning like sees that his sister's watching this movie, he says, oh, I've always wanted to work with this director. Which is, I just loved it so much because he is working with that director. Waka waka. <laughs> I did miss it. It's even written right here, Hannah. So thanks for bringing it well, back it's, home. It's impo- you can't leave it out. It's it's so yeah. important. <laughs> it was on par with Paul Campbell's What an Unexpected Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other Across the Universe, which like we would just be remiss to not just mention – um, cause I, I will say I don't watch Grey's Anatomy. I haven't in years. I, I jumped right. off that train, you know, 75 80 years ago, disasters ago. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get to where either Sarah Drew or Justin Bruning was in it. Um, but they are a couple on that show for a period of time. That's cute. I had no yeah. idea. So, oh, so cute. Uh, yeah, we know. We don't really know, but we know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, seems to be a very incestuous movie now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but it's fine. Yeah. All right, Twinkle All the Way and Grey's Anatomy combining. Mm-hmm. New and noteworthy? I actually have a few new and Same. noteworthies that I'd like to talk about. Same. Um, the first very innocuous one is she turns down Coco for coffee. Oh. I, wow. He says, do you want to go join me for a cocoa? And she's like, if you make it a latte, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. awesome. Right. Um, I just thought it was such a breath of fresh air that he is not like anti being home at in the small town, even though he's a Hollywood actor, movie star. And he's like excited Agreed. to see the nerds from his class. And like, there, I mean, there is a line that Simon has, which is just like, he's just so nice. Like, <laughs> and yeah. he is. But like, he's like genuinely like, I came here to do this. Like, I came here to help out my sister. I might be falling in love as well, but like, I'm not. And like, yeah, I'm stressed about this job, but I'm also like, 
I'm not like angry that I'm here. I don't feel like, you know, there was no like, I can't believe I can't get blah, 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 blah in this town or whatever. Moment. Right. I agree with that. That's that was a really that's a really good one. Um, I liked a lot how they acknowledged the holiday bubble and that it would probably burst after yeah. it. Um, the amount of just like f- reality groundedness, kind of understanding that things are magical at the holidays and you know they don't always last. Right. Um, so you know, mature conversation. Well, like. I actually have the note. I think these characters have the ability to communicate and talk about their feelings. Surely not. No. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. Have these characters done the like deep emotional work in therapy? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yep. These felt like adult humans. Yes. Um, which sort of leads to my last new note where they, which was that like, obviously Sarah Drew is beautiful. We know she's beautiful, but for through most of this movie, she looked attainably beautiful. She did not look so put together that I felt like, well, I'll never look like that. Like she, she had a little bit of frizz to her hair or like maybe a little less makeup, you know, like it was just a little bit, it was enough that I was like, that's a real person as opposed yeah. to like a lot of these things where you're like, you did not wake up with all of your makeup on. Your eyelashes are not eight feet long. Right. Like, yeah. I I think that's a really, really good point. And it's not like she dressed in the height of fashion either, you know, like. Right. I mean, she, she, she was a little bright. dorky in, in the best way. Yeah. She's great. And my last new and noteworthy is that she, um, we don't know really know how it ends, but leaving the home, the leaving the small town is not the end of the world. Like she wants to go back to Boston to finish her residency and right. he's going to go to Prague and they're like, well, we don't know how it's going to work, but we're going to figure it out. But we're both achieving our dreams in the way that we want to achieve them. And that is okay with both of us. Right. And it's um, like, well, awesome. I mean, it's the whole thing where like he gets really excited about the fact that she has like reached out to restart her residency like he is genuinely like excited for her success it's awesome in in a like a really supportive partner kind of way which i i appreciate it me too (laughs) supporting our partners communication um supporting shout out simon simon um i did have a secondary supporting shout out me too to an unnamed character oh my god it might be this okay go ahead there's a woman who faints (laughs) twice in this movie yes (laughs) fainting girl was that yours too? Yes, I mean, I actually. Well, I also mentioned Jer- Jeremy. I said also Jeremy, and also that fainting girl because she faints once, and then <laughs> at the end of the movie, she's just like, "Oh yes!" <laughs> just falls. I was like, "This girl has it." I'm glad they gave her a line, which meant that they paid her yeah. a little bit more. That made me so happy. <laughs> right, but um, I mean, even the sister Serena, I think she had like a few really great like. You're my little brother, and you're an idiot. 
and I love you, but you're a yeah. fucking idiot. But also, you know, we didn't really talk about how wonderful the drive to the ER is. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, if you're going to watch the movie for anything, the, the drive to the ER while um, Serena's in labor with Holly is so funny. They, they answered my question, and I love when movies do this, about whether or not Jeremy could drive. I was like, he's old enough to have a license, and they acknowledge, you know, his learner's permit, and it's very funny. <laughs> Did you run a red light? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> right, right, and it was just like, okay, like, I mean, there is that that is how this would go is he, all the three adults in the back and him in the front by himself, like that's what would happen, and he's just turning around all the time, being like, ah, yep. oh, what's happening back there? <laughs> Don't just keep driving. Oh, so good. It was fun. But yeah, definitely Simon is the major supporting shout out um, purely because he's every girl's gay theater bestie that you have ever wanted. Yeah. I mean, but he's like so supportive in the best possible way. Like when they have that kiss on her porch and then he's like shows up the next morning with mimosas Mimosas. and he's like, (laughs) And she's like, I didn't tell you about this. And he's like, yeah, I know. I spied on your report. Like, (laughs) Like, of course I did. We're going to talk about this because my husband is at home and that's not exciting. My one of my favorite lines was um she said that he Danny Zuko'd me. And he goes, yeah. Danny Zuko'd you? He dressed you with leather and changed your hair. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Oh, that so was this, there was a lot of great lines in this. Um uh, so kiss meter. Kiss meter. We have a few kisses. We do. Um, so I had the porch kiss. Uh the f- I called it the fight kiss where they're like, I didn't do the, like when they were on the walk kiss. Oh, the one where they're like on the pier. Yeah. I didn't do I, that one. It's funny. I didn't do the fight kiss. I did uh-huh. that by the water kiss. And then we have the kiss at the firehouse at the yeah. end. Yeah. So all the kisses. And... Um, so for the porch kiss, I gave it a nine. Uh, I thought it was a good eat your face off kind of kiss. Uh, and the, it was really hot when he was like, I've wanted to do that again for a long time. That was, I was really into that. Um, plus then he like, then she has to go on her tiptoes and then he just picks her up. I'm really into it. Um, the only reason for me, it doesn't go higher than a nine is because she has the line. What are you doing to me, Chase? Before they kiss. And I wasn't into that. Very much same, and I gave it a nine as well. Okay, and same page. I didn't like the – yeah, I hated that line, and you know my rule. If I don't feel it in my belly, then it doesn't get a ten. So <laughs> – but and it was pretty damn good. good. Uh, so you do the peer kiss, and I'll do the fight kiss? <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, yeah, the, the peer kiss, I just gave it an eight because it was like a peck almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like a peck of two people who had reached a beautiful moment. And like, so there is something to be said for a casual moi, you know, yeah. where it doesn't have to be earth shaking, but it's sweet. Yeah. Um, so in the fight kiss, is that uh, maybe I meant the pure kiss because they were they, fighting on the pier. Yeah, I guess that's what I meant. So I guess it's the same kiss. Um, 
my own notes. I gave it a seven uh, because I said it fit the moment. Like I believed it. Um, and I, but it's not like a hot special kiss. I just do think that the talk they have preceding it is really great. Yeah. Um, so it like a peck gets more than just like a middling five or something. Beautiful. How about the last kiss, Hannah? So the last kiss. Um, I gave it an 8.5. Because there are, it's really like a lot of little kisses in a way. Um, And the first kiss where she sort of ambushes him in a kiss looked a little like contact was made uh, forcefully in a potentially painful manner <laughs> i was like oh teeth ah. like, for, for, it, it, like it almost it almost made a, a like a, a hitting sound oh um but like i i i mean they're they're good at kissing each other clearly they've done it a lot um but the people watching and the clapping and the line where the, it's i think it's jeremy says they're kissing i was just like absolutely not <laughs> I mean, every time Billy and I kiss, people run out from other rooms and say they're kissing. You know, it's just, I guess I'm used to this sort of behavior, so. <laughs> um, I I still gave it a nine because um, I like that she cuts off his sentence. I do agree is kind of forceful. But then I think the reason I bumped it up is because they have like another little kiss later mm-hmm. that was just very nice. So I was like, I'm just going to group this together and just say right. nine and then. I mean, yeah. they're good at kissing each other. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, Katie, would you watch this movie? Would you suggest others watch this movie? I would and have. Uh, I was saying to my mother-in-law, uh, you should check this out. I I on-demanded it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still on the DVR, so you should watch it. Um, yeah. I Again, like, I mean, the, there's no, there's not a lot of tropes, so it is a surprising movie. It's fun to watch. They obviously have great chemistry. Sarah Drew is always adorable and just charming AF. Um, it's legitimately funny. There's some really great lines of dialogue. We didn't even scratch that surface. No, we didn't. Um, so uh, I won't even tell you because, you know, actors got paid to do them and uh, not me. So <laughs> go watch the professionals do it. Yeah. Hannah, how about you? Um, so I'm shocked that this is Sarah Drew's first script. Huh. Like I like I I find it so surprising because this feels really well crafted and it's adorable. And I really had a great time watching it. And granted, you know, Brian Herzlinger is like the king of directing these movies. So yeah. like it was always in good hands, but like it shouldn't have been this cute. And the title does not suggest that it's this cute. So quit playing reindeer games with my heart, everybody. Um, <laughs> written by Sarah Drew on Lifetime. <laughs> We're renaming it. It's hereby now called that. Oh my gosh, we should totally tell Sarah Drew on Twitter or various places. <laughs> We've renamed your movie. Credit us. We on enjoyed MTV. it. We just renamed it. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad that this was how we are ending um, holiday season 2022. What a year! Yeah, what a year! We're it's. We hope you have 
a fantastic holiday or are having a fantastic holiday or had a fantastic holiday <laughs> um, with family, friends, loved ones of whatever ilk that might be. Um, and you stay warm and cozy with your cocoa. And or latte. Now, or latte. And now that it's, uh, you know, post-Christmas... We're going to go back to our regularly scheduled bi-weekly drops. Yep. I mean, I know you're disappointed, but guys, <laughs> what do you want from us? This is... We're busy. We don't have any sponsors. <laughs> we don't have any sponsors. Katie's got to plan a wedding, guys. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, How many emotions just happened? Oh, oh a lot. No. Uh, so... We will be back with you in two weeks. So in January, um, make sure that you follow us on Twitter, question mark, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Uh, one kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. And you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And do check out our link on in uh, wherever you find this. We you want to throw us a couple bucks on Ko-Fi, the link is attached to this episode. Yeah. Um, and thank you, as always, to Flint Pastures for intro-outro music. You'll find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we will see you uh, in a couple weeks. And we'll see you for the premieres uh, and all the other things. And Happy 2023! Happy, happy 2023, guys! <laughs> I'll drink to that. Let's do it. Bye. Bye. I'm just thinking of my my thoughts. I'm thinking <laughs> of my thoughts. I'm glad.